What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wolfie's Gaming Den. I am your host, Alex Wolf. Um, it's, I don't know what week it is into this, you know, social distancing, quarantine, self-isolating thing. It, it feels like it's been going on forever. I feel like we're still in the month of March, I, like everyone else. <laughs> I have been, I'm still working, right? Like I, my day-to-day job, not just this. So I'm fortunate there, but the days are blending together, which is crazy because what I work with, I deal with dates a lot. So for me to even like the concept of me losing a track of time to me is crazy because I'm still on a schedule, but everything still seems to be blurring together. It's wild. I I don't know how I'm doing this. Um, Lots of beer and coffee. I know exactly how I'm doing this. What am I talking about? Um, But what brings me to you guys today is, again like I started the show off with, COVID-19, right? It's affecting a lot of things. Recently, we saw The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR were delayed indefinitely due to logistics issues, which just means that they have no... There's not... They cannot ship the game in a way they feel like is convenient for the customer. And I think more so for Last of Us Part 2 than Iron Man, the big deal is spoilers, right? Like, say you get... You get the game shipped, but not everyone... The shipments are taking longer. You're getting copies here, you're getting copies there, but not everyone's getting the game. Everyone starts playing it, starts leaking spoilers online. The people who have yet to even have a chance to even go pick up their copy they pre-ordered is not there. It's So to avoid that problem and many potential spoilers for such a story-oriented game, you hold it back until you get something figured out, which is fine. I, I applaud them for making the decision. It makes sense. It will keep a lot of people... employment wise right like those people trying to figure out how to ship it it's less off of them they need to be while also they have the opportunity to work the more they can kind of downscale what they're doing to get things figured out will create less interactions for them and hopefully prevent more spread of COVID-19 so that's awesome um but the thing is so while these two games in particular are being delayed the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 consoles are still slated for holiday in 2020, which kind of blows my mind. On one end, I get it. It's, you know, it's April now, so it's the fourth month of the year. We've got another eight months left. Who knows? And we don't have a release on those games anyway, so it could be holiday. Holiday season entails anywhere, at least with video games, November, December. We don't know anything. So who knows what may happen with COVID-19 and that they can get things together and figure it out to where these consoles are still going. Um, but on the other side of it, it's the same issue with logistics, right? How do you get these parts from point A to point B to point C to point D and get things manufactured with virtually no slowdown to make sure you can guarantee that launch date uh, or window you were hoping for? It It's um, it's interesting because uh, it makes me wonder if companies are saying these things – or companies. It makes me wonder if Xbox and PlayStation are saying like these consoles are still slated – because they have a plan, it's because it's out of fear and they don't want to announce anything too. They don't want to push anything back too soon, or it's ignorance, as in they don't know any better, well, or they do know any better. They don't have an idea when it's going to come out. They're not going to say it's indefinite, so they're just going to say holiday twenty twenty. It's a vague enough window. Let's roll with it and see how close we can get with everything going on. Um, right, which. At what point, how responsible is to do that for those some of those options, right? So, say you let's start with the obvious. Say you ship the console right away, 
you get it out there. Um, you've got people can't afford it. You've got people that can't make it to the stores to get it. Just is all depending on how long this COVID-19 stuff lasts and becomes how much of a problem it is months from now. Uh, you've got that. Uh, you've got consoles that are half-ass built because parts and tools aren't there, but you sub that they were substituted out for cheaper materials just to get it built and made and sent out. It's and then you've got, of course, the human contact, right? You got people putting these machines together and whatnot. Like, what's going on with these people? Are they been tested? Are they clear? And they're touching things and they're sending these out to other people. Are you sanitizing the parts as they come through all the time? Is that does that damage the parts? Lots of questions there. How responsible is it to try to keep up the schedule you may have in your head? Um, next thing is, so you delay the console. Um, how responsible is that? Honestly, delaying the console sounds like a great idea to me. You've got people without jobs right now who may not be able to catch up in time for holiday 2020 to buy these new consoles at launch because of what's going on right now. Money they may have set aside saving up and they were building a savings for, they were building up, had to go towards bills. Um, and they haven't been able to restockpile in seven months from now, right? Um, how does that happen? What do you do? Because while it's extremely unfortunate for them, it's also unfortunate for the business because now they're losing out on a sale and they're not making any money. So do you ship these consoles? Do you pay for that shipping and manufacturing and ship it out Ship out something that's not going to sell right away? Why not hold out and see what happens? Get things cleared up where you have more confident launch numbers in your, in your favor. Um Again, with the launch, what about the games? Games like Last of Us and um, Iron Man were delayed because they couldn't get shipped out properly. With games, you may have an you may have an idea for at launch of these consoles, and they're say they're not ready to go. You've got people buying these new consoles, right? And they can't play their new games. Granted, they had the option of playing digitally, but internet speeds are being throttled, so who knows how long it'll take to download the game. Um, do you want to release the game? Because if it's a story or if it's a story focused game like The Last of Us Part Two, do you want it to be where only people playing digital have guaranteed chance of getting their copies, and then risk the chance of spoilers leaking out, killing any potential sales you may receive physically, which are still a huge factor. Like, how does that? What do you do there? Um, and then. Or say you do get the console, or you don't get the console in time with the games, right? You've got people buying these software and they can't use a hardware for it, so it's leaving a bad taste in their mouths. Like, man, it's great, I have this PS5 game that I can't start yet. What do you do? Um, let's say by chance the other guy, right? Your competition's launching everything and it's going smooth. They had a plan, it's working. You just shot yourself in the foot and you've just lost the race. Because, I mean, as evidence of that last console generation, Xbox has stepped up their services and gotten things figured out for the most part, but it wasn't enough to save them. They can't, they could not crawl back after Sony absolutely demolished the launch window of holiday 2013. It's, you know, because not that they're sitting around doing nothing too. They're revising things and trying to keep, make sure they stay on top. Um, so there's that. Accessories, same deal. You've got parts coming out and parts going in. Do you manufacture it? Can it be sold when it's manufactured and shipped? Is it worth doing it? And like, especially more so, honestly, in the consoles in some areas because consoles have virtually no markup. If anything, they have a negative price margin. So businesses like GameStop, Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, Target, wherever your video game retailer is, um, they lose money when they sell just the console. And... The manufacturers like uh, Sony or PlayStation, you know, they might be breaking even, 
or losing money just depending on how expensive it is to make the console. So you're banking on you being able to sell extra controllers, charge docks, headsets, the whole spiel because that's how you're going to make your money back off of your $500 investment of a console you just shipped out. And mom and dad aren't buying little Tommy an extra controller, so boom, that's markup out the window. That's revenue there. That hurts your install base. Like, sure, you got the install base in there, but you didn't make any money off of it, and who knows how soon you can. So it's you're shipping out all these funds, hoping to get a big return out of it, and then you eventually you don't, or it takes months at a time, enough for you to kind of take a big hit to where you can't do any of the big other things you had planned for the following time. So there's that. Um, communication, right? E3 is not happening this year. There is no big entertainment expo as of right now happening on a grandiose scale to announce your games. People are coming up with plans to do so, and we'll probably go with a digital format. But how many people will, again, with internet speeds being throttled, how many people will keep up with scheduling on something so kind of spread out because it's not being organized by one big organization? It's Xbox is doing their thing, Nintendo's doing their thing, PlayStation's doing what they want, Bethesda's not doing a show this year. How do you get that message communicated out in a clear, concise way to make sure you're maximizing your viewership and information being spread? Um without this central thing, this, this big hub, in this case, E3 happening. So right now, without anyone kind of really talking, I'm sure they are. I'm sure the ESA is doing something to kind of, kind of, kind of keep uh, things figured out and wholesome and planned out. You know, But say they didn't, you've got Nintendo could put out a Nintendo Direct in the middle of an Xbox press digital press conference, right? PlayStation could all of a sudden say, we've got a week of suites of videos and demonstrations we'll have all week displaying what the PS5 can do and games being announced and some more in-depth conversation look at the games they have coming to it. There's so much that can happen that could detriment your business model for the following year uh, or for for the rest of the year all because you didn't want to delay it. Or, you know, so... And also the talk of... People are stuck inside right now. They want things to do. So when they have an opportunity to go out and go pick up something to entertain them, they're picking up a video game console, whether it's to watch Blu-rays, stream Netflix or Hulu, or play a video game, you know, people are still going out to buy these consoles they may not already own. So you're, you may see a quick uptick in the current console you have out there right now that you know is going to make you money. So do you maximize on that profit? Do you hold back like all right cool let's get the ps5 right let's push it back we'll work out some more kinks we'll get things figured out make sure it's a little more polished than minority was we'll capitalize on the revenue we're getting from the playstation 4 sales all of a sudden getting a slow rise and the games use those funds to add extra things to the ps5 at launch and boom everyone's happy we make our money we put on a better product we make more money the consumers are happy because they have what they want it's a big game of chance with everything going on right now. Personally, at one point I was like, no, just ship the damn console, right? Like, get it out there. People can download games digitally. Retailers, as of right now, are still open. But as I further talk through this and I think about it, I'm I'm kind of all for them delaying it right now. Because, not only because of COVID-19 issues and what could happen and spread and things of that nature... But what we've seen in past history with consoles launching, right? Consoles, there's always that idea. There's always that fear that it's a launch edition console. Something's wrong with it. It's going to be a system breaking thing. 
I'm going to have to replace this thing I just bought within the year. If you go and take that extra time to polish and make sure that doesn't happen, you have less fear going in. And the thing is, so like, say for the instance, this, say Xbox and PlayStation said, hey, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, launching January 2021. So they came out the gate and said that without announcing holiday 2020 and said it's there. Everyone's in their minds thinking, all right, cool, console will launch, give it two months, let them work out the bugs, we'll buy the consoles in. You'll see things of that nature. So could you play it in your strategy like, oh yeah, we're seeing holiday 2020, but we're really going to push it back to say we're working on stuff to build that confidence in our consumers. It's a bit underhanded, right? Because you're tricking people and thinking you have something ready, but it's not. And you're just trying to get that buzz going. But it's also smart. And you can't take away from that. Cheating and underhanded, negative, yes. Does that take away from the idea and the concept? No. Not at all. So, it's not, it's anyone's ball game right now with what and how to handle the situation. There are so many variables to where you could look like a good guy, you can look like a bad guy, it could be a bad business decision, it could be a terrible business decision, but decisions have to be made. And again, with them saying, let's go back to this, right? Let's scale back a bit. Say they haven't made a decision. They're saying holiday 2020 because they're still in talks about how they go forward with it. But they're trying not to create a panic for people freaking out like, oh man, if you buy a play, like, you know, there's going to be that someone saying like, oh yeah, PlayStation said the console's going to be ready and they were manufacturing it during the pandemic. You know, that console's going to be sick and tainted. You can't have that one yet. We got to wait till they make sure they get the clean ones in or some stupid shit like that right? It's like, you'll have that. So how do you prepare for that? I honestly don't, I don't know. I have normally, I feel like I have a solid foundation for my predictions, right? Just because of how long I've been watching the industry, how much I retain information on it, probably more than I should. And then working at GameStop, I had always had an idea of what was going on as to why games were coming out later, this idea because it was always being communicated to us, so we get explained to our customers. Um, I have no fucking clue what to say is going to happen this year with this, um, like at all. And Nintendo again, a big outlier, right? Their consoles are out. They're not making a new console, as far as we're aware, or even an upgraded or different model. They've got the Switch and the Switch Lite, uh, and we're already seeing a shortage of those systems everywhere because people are buying them up, but Nintendo's not manufacturing them as fast or shipping them as fast. Because you're running into logistics issues. So, again, plays into the conversation, right? If you can't get consoles shipped out as fast as you wanted to now on a console that's selling as fast as it is, that is the Nintendo Switch, how the hell do you think you're going to keep up and generate that buzz and those numbers and those goals come a holiday when there might be an entire summer where people can't do anything and whether it's they can't purchase, they can't manufacture, they can't ship. What do you do? Hmm. Wild times, y'all. I'm, I'm serious. Like this is, I don't know what to think or what to do. And when it comes to, when it pertains to video games in this instance.
I think it's it'll be interesting to see if there's an uptick in digital gaming, right? Like I think we'll see more people try more online games uh, than they have in the past, which is you know not saying much because a lot of people play online nowadays anyway. Uh, we'll see people try new things. Will services do what they can to help slash prices or give more free trial weekends? This idea, just to give people something to do, but at the same time, still creating a revenue for themselves to keep themselves up and running, right? Um, will we see something like that? Like, could we see more sales? Like, PlayStation's got their spring sale going on. I know there's a digital sale in the eShop. There's probably a sale going on on Xbox. Like, do those sales get extended? Do you see more offers out there to make sure you're generating what's going on right now, kind of keeping that... Uh, that idea of hope and entertainment available to the customers. You know, it's a lot to think about. Um, services. Do you start seeing a bump up in services? Because people are going to start utilizing Game Pass more because it's a way of accessing games at a cheaper value in, a, in, in times where people are losing jobs. You know, especially deals right now. I think right now you can get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for a buck. That's a window of opportunity for gamers who are on a budget right now and need games to play. Especially at first party titles. Like, they're all there. You know? Like, do you see that rise up? And then DLC. How many people will look back at games they already have and say, man, is there more to this game I can play? And they go on the store like, oh yeah, there's a season pass, there's new maps, or there's new levels, there's new story... You download it, you play it because you already own the game. You spent five to fifteen bucks on getting this extra content for it, and you're gonna get some more playtime out of it about a week's worth, right? It's crazy. Um, the multiplayer space, you know, I guess multiplayer space, but the content creation space, right? How many people do you see start up a Twitch account because they're like, you know, they see people like Ninja and, um. Sonic Fox and everyone playing these games online and making a career out of it. How many people do you have staying at home saying, you know what, they did it, why can I do it? Let me start this up, let me see what it's all about, let me try it. Same thing for Twitch viewers, like, you have more people creating Twitch accounts watching more Let's Plays of things. Because they're bored at home and they need something to do. Like, there's there's positives, there's silver linings, like I said, to this very dark, gloomy, and depressing cloud we have right now over us, but... There, there could be a benefit to where people realize what's out there and available to them convenience-wise that made it out or been there. So think of it this way, right? How many restaurants are out there right now with curbside pickup and have had curbside pickup for years, but no one used it because they're like, oh, they weren't paying attention to marketing, their marketing wasn't there to begin with, or they're just like, nah, I like walking and sitting down and going there. They start using these tools they didn't realize were built in place of convenience and they're like oh man i love doing this this is great how long have you guys been doing this oh we've been doing it for years it just wasn't a big deal how many people do you switch and turn away to that now convenience thinking right like oh cool i can go outside i do go to work i could go out to eat and sit in an applebee's or i could just have them deliver it or i can just pick it up curbside and go home and boom done i'm on my merry way right like a lot of businesses and it's funny because a lot of people are like oh it's so new they do this 
most of the places I've seen that are doing these things right now have had these practices in place, just no one was utilizing them. And it can, same thing can be said for video games. You know, PlayStation Plus, Xbox Game, uh, Xbox Live, Games with Gold, and the Instant Game Collection, right? There are still people out there who aren't subscribing to this stuff simply because they're thinking it's strictly just for online multiplayer. I don't play games online, I don't need that. You spend $60 and you are guaranteed at least two free games to download and play to your heart's content as long as you keep up that annual subscription. You're saving money, you're getting new games, and you can play them to your heart's content. You know, I have a cousin that just did the same thing. I have been harping on her saying, just fucking download PlayStation, like not download, but sign up for PlayStation Plus, get these free games, you get your cloud saves, I don't play online. Who gives a shit? Neither do I, but I still have PlayStation Plus. There's no reason not to have it. But this pandemic, right, like, it could be considered a wake-up call. It's extremely, extremely, extremely unfortunate. It took a pandemic for some people's eyes to open as to what's around them and what's available to them. But now that it's here, let's make the most of it that we can, right? So look at these services and these things around you. See what's convenient to you. Hell, you may not want to go out and buy another brand new game right away and you're stuck playing the millions and millions, not millions, but the hundreds of titles being shoveled at you every year for free just because you paid $60 one time a year. And you're like, I can play these. I'm happy with them. I'm content. I'm trying new things. It's all there. It's it's insane. Um, how many... You know, same thing again with the Twitch streaming. Like, how many people do you have? Let's sign up and do this. And it's not like these people are opposed to things of that nature because TikTok and Snapchat and social uh, social media influencing is a thing. Why not? All this is is a, another avenue for it with Twitch and YouTube gaming, right? It's there. It's the same thing. You're yourself and you're looking for likes and follows and subscriptions and things of that nature which don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Shameless plug, I'm sorry. Um, but you have time to do this. You're at home. And who knows? Hell, you could be really fucking good at it and you could be the next ninja. <laughs> you know? You may not have the massive, super fancy setup, but you could be well on your way. People may hell sympathize with you. Like, oh yeah, you don't have this cool setup, but you have a good fucking talent for this stuff. And it's really fun to watch you and hear you talk, Right? So you don't know what's out there. It's just, I feel like this is forcing people to try new things, which is really cool, you know? It's something. And hell, you know what? Something else it can make people think about? It can make them think about where they shop, right? So for instance, GameStop just came under fire again, right? With the whole co- how they were handling COVID-19. Um, they at first tried to deem they were an essential business because they could sell PC equipment and they sold entertainment to keep people happy and entertained and content with themselves while stuck at home and methods of communication when it came to like webcams and everything like that and keyboards, if people were communicating online, they tried to put up an argument. It failed. They lost their bit as from what I understood, they lost their state registration or business license, whatever you want to call it, in the state of Pennsylvania. They've run into numerous, numerous law enforcement issues where stores are just being closed in droves because they're like, hey, no, 
shut it down. You have states doing it. You have cities and counties. It's just growing and shrinking exponentially depending on where you go. Um, but here we are. GameStop's still around. They are caught under fire for handling a worldwide pandemic so shittily, yet they're still open. And now while other businesses are open and they're handing, handling this shittily, right? Like GameStop's the only victim. GameStop's been under public fire for the better part of a decade now. And they're still here. And why is that? It's because we as consumers still go there. We as consumers, we speak with our dollar, right? We want something to close and we don't like how they do things, but we still go there and we spend money. GameStop's no different. We we don't like their trade values, you know? Some people don't like their trade values. Some people don't like how their pre-order bonuses are handled, their pre-order systems, or you know, other aspects of their business, or how they treat their employees. But those people still show up and go there and buy things. They still trade things in, which is that point. GameStop is a business. They Their business model is built off of selling pre-owned product. So when people go in and trade those games in, only for those games to be sold at a higher margin than what they were traded in for, you've just helped them make money. So you could be at home like, oh man, GameStop's doing this shitty thing. I don't like that. That's not okay. Maybe it forces you to think like, do I want to keep shopping there? I can go to the other guy down the street and buy the same thing. Sometimes for a better price. Sometimes for a better deal. And sometimes more convenient. Like, do you think about that? You know, it's, I don't know why I got super high pitched when I said that, but, <laughs> um, but it, how many people, especially with all the time on our hands right now that we have, how many people are going to sit back and think about where they shop? For me, like I've been buying more local beer than I have in my entire life, which granted isn't saying much. I've only legally been able to buy alcohol for how old am I? Fuck. Five years. Yeah. About five years. I think, I, whatever, it's not important, but I'm looking at when I go to Kroger or a liquor store or anything like that, when I get my grocery shopping done, I'm like, cool, who's available? I see all these other places out in California and this, side the other, but no, I'm looking at places like Braxton, like Rheingeist, like Madtree, um, you know, I'm looking at those places because they're local. I'm like, hey, I want to support these guys. They've got families and things they need to do and they need to make money too. So... Let's give them my dollars. Let's try things out. And it's become a fun little thing. I get to try new things. It's made me think and it's made me venture. And so the same thing can be said about the video game consumer. How many people will think, oh, I shouldn't go to GameStop. I should, let's let's try this digital gaming thing. Let me try downloading a game for the first time. That way I don't have to leave my house, but I still get the benefit. Let's see how this goes. Let me see how I feel about it. Or, you know what? I've never bought a game at Best Buy. I don't know what they know about products over there. I went to GameStop because I knew the guy I was talking to knew something about video games. So let me go to Best Buy and see what they tell me. Let me see how they handle it, right? Or there's been issues with GameStop in the past where I, they didn't have what I wanted because no one was talking about it. But I go to other stores and I see it laying about. Let's try going to that other store for the first time to buy what I want. Let me travel that idea. Let me move forward and see what I can do. Let me venture out. Let me try new things, right? Um, you know, things of that nature. Let's, man, I want to trade in my stuff. I want to get all the stuff. GameStop's not taking trade-ins anymore right now because they're trying to protect their employees. Well, let's see who else takes trades. I can tell you guys right now, at one point, all three of 
Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart were accepting buybacks and trades, right? Sure, they weren't handing out cash, but I mean, how often did you, you know do people go to GameStop and get cash as opposed to store credit when they expect themselves to go buy a new game, right? Things of that nature. Employees, GameStop employees, right? The GameStop employee who doesn't like their job or they feel like their employer or their manager is treating them shittily or, you know, that that employee who is noticed things that are wrong and they've gone to the hero line and they've reported it and because that's what the system tells them to do and then the system fails them and they stay, you know, like, like I don't want to go anywhere else, you know, or whether they just don't think about it like, oh, well, that sucks. I went through that. I don't like where I work, but they stay. I was that person, right? I mean, I ran into an instance personally where I lost someone very near and dear to me. And when I came into work, because I not only that happened the same day, my car broke down. So I walked in the cold, in the rain to work to, because I lived, luckily I was close enough to explain what was going on and why I could not work that night. The first question I got was, well, hey, I understand you've got this going on, but why is this marketing kit not done? This was a district manager, guys, asking me that question on the day of someone who helped raise me died. And my car broke down 45 minutes away from my hometown and 45 minutes away from my school. You know, I had to get picked up at two in the morning in the freezing rain and take it home. I couldn't get inside of my, the way my apartment situation was, I couldn't get into my room because my keys were in my car keys because I forgot to take them off. So I slept on the couch. Walked to campus the next day to tell my professors why I was staying home because I had no way of really communicating with them at the time. Did that, you know, and the first question my employer gives me is, why did you do this marketing kit? Only for that marketing kit to not have been due for another month and had time sensitive materials in it. I knew what I was doing. So that's why it wasn't done. But that's what happened, you know, and even then, even then I had roommates telling me to quit, to leave. They had job opportunities lined up for me I could take. But I stayed. And even now, so say you don't have a job opportunity lined up, right? I know it's hard finding a job, especially nowadays. Especially nowadays, it is difficult as fuck to find a new job. But you can't, you know, to those employees who were there and are sticking their guns and they just want to change GameStop or they just don't know what else is out there for them, you got to look. You, you may not get the job right away. You may not see the opportunity you want, but you can't stop looking, Right? And hell, say it is an opportunity. It's not the greatest opportunity, but it's something. Take it. You never know. It might work out to be something you really enjoy doing. Best case, but at the same time, though, at least you're out of something you know you didn't like. Don't punish yourselves and restrict yourselves to working for some for a company that you, you know, working for a company that is, if you went by what only what you saw online, could easily be perceived as universally hated. Those employees shouldn't put themselves through that and they, I hope they recognize that they are worth more and the skill sets they've maybe learned from GameStop can be applied to other things. You know? So there's a lot to come out of what's happening right now. Um, whether it's video games or work or both. <laughs> right? It's... It's eye-opening right now. The world is, like I said, it's the world needed a wake-up call. This is not the wake-up call we deserved. 
and it is tragic and it is sad and it is dangerous but we're in it don't panic don't panic please for the love of God do not panic it is best we stay calm we follow the instructions that are given to us by professionals and we do that but at the same time try to do our best at balance our everyday lives to where we are still comfortable and we are staying safe. The sooner we do that and the sooner we stay on the same page, you know, and most importantly, we look at the bright side and we try to draw whatever opportunities we have available to us in this shit situation. The sooner we do that as people, I think personally, we will be better and those nice finer things in life that we all pain pain for like a PlayStation 5 console reveal <laughs> will come to fruition anyway guys i'm i'm signing off that's all i've got this time around i hope you enjoyed the show um if you do remember like comment subscribe share you can subscribe on Anchor. It's as little as a dollar. You can cancel the subscriptions for the first month, so that way you literally only pay a dollar. It's whatever you got to do. I don't care how you do it. I just hope this is bringing a little bit of uh, enjoyment to your day. But with that being said, I'll see you guys next time. Take care of yourselves.